Hey guys, thanks for watching the Precision Rifle Network podcast. Listening, listening to, watching it and listening apparently. <laughs> Today, uh, we are going to be talking all about the SIG Cross Bolt Action Rifle. Now, if you're not already subscribed or following the podcast, sure would appreciate that. Likewise, if you could leave a review on, uh, you know, Anchor or Spotify or Apple or wherever you are, just head down to the reviews uh, page at the bottom. And anyway, um, so here on the Precision Rifle Network, whether it's video or whether it's audio, we are all about precision rifles, long range shooting for the competitors, the hunters, and the operators. So if that sounds something like something you're interested in, go ahead and hit that follow button. Sure would appreciate it. So right into the SIG cross rifle. Now I bought this probably eight months ago or so. I was uh, I was in a store and uh, a, a local gun store and um, I saw them actually take it out of the um, out of the box, like when they received it from, you know, Brown Santa, AKA the UPS man, when he brought it to their store, um, I saw them take it out of the box when they first got it. And I said to the lady, I said, um, so you're going to be checking that in soon. And she's like, yeah, here in just a few minutes, probably why. And I said, I'll take it. Like it, it just literally came through the door and I saw it and it was the six, five Creedmoor version. And I bought it immediately. And we had a good chuckle about that, but it had been something that I'd been looking for, for quite a while. And I just wanted a piece of it. And so, um, cause I saw it back at the SIG event, uh, at SHOT Show back in like, well, when did that first one come out? Like 2019 or 2020, something like that. And that one was in the the 277 Fury, and it had a bit more recoil than what I really cared to play with. The trigger was horrible when they first came out with it. It was gritty and grindy and just wasn't very good, in my opinion. I didn't see any reason to go with that. But they had said they were going to come out with a 6.5 Creedmoor version. That I was more interested in. And so I uh, picked it up in the 6.5 Creedmoor version, and that's what I have, and that's what I've been shooting. Now... I have shot um, all 140 grain rounds through this rifle until recently. I've shot Peterson Factory, Hornady Factory, um, Burger Factory. What else? Uh, Federal Gold Medal Match Factory Ammo and hand loads through the SIG Cross. And I have data on all of it. Now, I can't really show you up on a podcast style video or listening in on the podcast. You won't be able to see anything, obviously. Um, but I can tell you how they all performed. And they all performed pretty much similar. Like I was able to get, you know, better than three quarters of an inch groups at 100 yards. So three quarter M away, half inch, you know, half M away, three quarter M away, something like that. I did run into, and I'll just preface this all by saying I did run into a little bit of a problem with one case of the Federal Gold Medal match, and this was in a 130 grain. Um, and for whatever reason, this one case of ammo, when I switched to it, I had been running that exact type of case of ammo. Now, this was a different lot, of course, but I was running the previous lot and got the entire case gone 
and it ran great, shot great, no issues whatsoever. Then I switched lots, and then all of a sudden, it went to crap. It just was not shooting. It was probably an inch and a half, two inches. Um, now, the rifle was dirty at that point, but you know, I switched to my hand loads directly after that and the hand loads shot back at a half inch again. So, you know, take that for whatever it's worth, but uh, that particular lot of the Federal Gold Medal Match, it did not like. But so far, all the Peterson that I've shot through it, all the Hornady um, and and uh, all the Burger has all shot uh, lights out through it. It's been great. No issues whatsoever. And hand loads, of course. You know, if you're hand loading, then you're going to get your best results there. So that all shot really well. The accuracy of the rifle is not in question to me anyway. Um, there, And I really like some of the things. So, so some of the things that I really like, skipping past the accuracy portion, because I kind of just told you what I was able to get. I ran it in uh, in a class from, from Frank Galley and Chris Way out in Colorado. The rifle got filthy out there on the, you know, eastern plains of Colorado, east of Denver anyway. It's not really the eastern plains, but it's just that powder, fine, nasty dirt that just gets into everything. I was struggling to to keep it clean, you know. I just kind of wrapped it up with a hoodie and uh, in between times when I was shooting and just hoped that it didn't, nothing broke on me. And after the first day of the class, I went back and I got like some uh, some canned air and uh, like some brake cleaner or whatever some guys use. And I sprayed everything out with that and did my best to just keep it clean. And then I ran it completely dry the next day and it actually did a little bit better. Um, I didn't have any malfunctions or failures or, or anything like that. It ran while it was dirty. No problems as far as reliability with hundreds of rounds in some of the worst type of conditions that any of us typically ever gets into. So mine is the uh, mine is not the new PRS model. I need to say that as well. It's just the standard, um, you know, Sig Cross bolt action rifle. It's got the short barrel. It's like an 18 inch barrel. I put my suppressor on it, Dead Air Sandman suppressor on it. Was running with that, and uh, it liked that suppressor, and it get, it got me just uh, you know uh, a few feet per second faster uh, on my muzzle velocity. So that was good. Actually, that was the reason I switched from the 140s to the 130 grains on the Federal Girl Metal Match because I thought, man, this is such a short barrel. I want to see if I can get all the speed out of it that I can, and so I switched to those 130 grains. Um, and it got me just a little bit more and the suppressor got me just a little bit more and, you know, so take that all for whatever it's worth, but, um, that's the way I ran it. Now, some of the things that I really like about it is that it's, it's, it's all one piece, right? I mean, everything is, is built together. So it's not, it look, while it looks kind of like an AR, upper and lower it's it's not that it's all it's all one piece which lends itself to very uh, rigid frame and I, I like that um, you know no need to, to bet it or anything like that. there wouldn't be any way to bet it you know you can't <laughs> not without great effort anyway you can't take it out of the the chassis so to speak um, and so I just like that it's all kind of bolted in um, you know, milled in at cases, you know, just everything seems so solid and stable and sturdy to me. Like they really thought it out to where there's just no way for it to have slop or wobble or movement 
um, you know, between the, the barreled action and the stocker chassis. Um, so uh, it's really nice. And then I, I do like the fact that it's got a full handguard on it. You know, on some of our bolt action rifles, like on the chassis, you've got a handguard, but it's only on the bottom half. Well, this has the full upper and lower. It's a full circle handguard all the way down, um, which I like because it's also got M-lock slots all the way around it. And so I was able to put um, a Picatinny rail section up on top and 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 run my clip on, clip on night vision uh, up in front of my day optic on the uh, on the Sig Cross, and so that was pretty sweet. It's got a side folder, which I like. I like the compact, you know, something that I can fold down and, and get into a smaller space. And it's lightweight, guys. Like from the factory, it's like seven pounds or something like that. Probably a little under seven pounds in this factory configuration, and so. If you're looking for for something for kind of like um, production class NRL hunter or lightweight class NRL hunter, I'm not sure you could go wrong with it. Now it, you're gonna you might struggle on the power factor. I'm not sure on that. I'd have to, but if I guess if you run factory ammo, that's that's a moot point uh, anyway. And so you know, so far just really liking it. Um, I will say at that at the Frank Galley and, and Chris Way class that I that I took. Um, so that was a two day long class in Colorado. As I said, it was ninety plus degrees. The wind was blowing fifteen miles an hour. That fine powdery dust it just got everywhere. And um, you know this thing, the action did not gum up. The trigger didn't fail or anything like that. I just can't. I just can't stand the sound of that. Like gritting scratching sound as it's you're closing the bolt on you know all that dirt and that nastiness and it definitely sanded down some of the finish on the bolt just you know running it over and over and over again in those dirty conditions you know as you might expect but you know it's it's not enough to really damage anything it just kind of wears off a little bit of the finish uh, when it's all said and done um you know i just uh I had a good time at that class. It ran well. And we were only hitting targets out to say eight, nine hundred, eight or 900 yards during this class. And the vast majority of what we were hitting was 300-ish, 500-ish, and 700-ish yards. And that was by design because Chris Way was there trying to get, um, you know, certain data collected for his unconventional skills assessment course, um, where he gives feedback to every shooter on kind of their weaknesses and their strengths and everything like that. That's, I kind of already did a podcast on that. I was thrilled with that, you know, that class. I think it's a good, good option. Uh, it's different than anything else you've, you've been to. So you might look that up on, on uh, Riflecraft website, Chris Way's website. Um, what else? So, uh, I actually took the, the rifle with me on vacation, went out to Wyoming to visit my son who's out there working on a ranch over the, of the summer and this ranch is a recreational ranch and it's up at about oh 7500 feet 8000 feet something like that and um was able to get uh really good impacts out at 1300 yards uh on that rifle second round impact uh, i showed some pictures on my instagram of it i think or maybe my son running it i did a little video about my son running it um i i uh i took one shot and I hit the plate with my first round impact, but it was kind of a, I think, as I remember, it was a low shot, like a low left shot, um, which was the pro side of the wind. And then 
probably only had like a six mile an hour wind or something, which was like, you know, obviously unheard of for out there in the mountains. But, um, anyway, follow-up shot was dead nuts in the center. And then I let my son get down on it. Um, and my daughter right after him and they both got first round impacts at like 1,346 yards or something like that. The accuracy is there. There's nothing to worry about with the accuracy of the rifle. It's got a lot of great features, just a lot of really good pluses on that rifle and all for, you know, 1500 bucks street price, something like that. It's really, really not bad. Um, so far out of all of the say over the counter rifles that I've ever owned, this one's my favorite by far. It's just got so many features, um, but but the downsides. Let me let me switch to that. So so there are a couple of downsides to this rifle, in my opinion. Number one is the trigger. It's not a horrible trigger, and it is somewhat adjustable, but it's it's just it just doesn't have that nice crisp smooth feel that say our you know our trigger tech diamonds or our, our timney calvin elites or our whatevers it just doesn't have that kind of a nice feel to it and so i think there's a you know there's the potential for some people to not like the trigger it's really not bad but um it's a little bit of a pain to adjust it is externally adjustable but just the angle at which they put the adjustment screw <laughs> It's just kind of hard to to get down in there. I don't know. Um, so mine is set at about, oh, a pound and a half. Uh, no, it's probably a little over two pounds, complete, you know, full weight. Uh, it's a two-stage trigger. So, you know, the first half is, is a pound, a little over a pound, and the final pull is a little over a pound, something like that. It's not bad, but with the rifle being so lightweight... Uh, it does make a difference. Um, you, you can move the, the system around inadvertently, unintentionally with the trigger press if you don't tune that trigger down to as light as it can possibly go, in my opinion. Like, especially if you're trying to you know, get real precise out of it. Um, <clears throat> it is a precision bolt action, and so, yeah, that should be the goal, I would think. Um, something else uh, that I kind of don't like is the shortness of the barrel. Now I know I'm kind of going back on my own word there. Like I, I do like the fact that it's a short compact system that the barrel's only 18 inches, but I thought that I had heard, and somebody can correct me on this if I'm wrong. I'm not much of a, like a ballistician or anybody who understands like just kind of the internal workings of um, barrel lengths and certain calibers and optimal pressures and all that kind of stuff. But um, I thought that I read somewhere that um, that 6.5 Creedmoor needs a minimum of 20 inches to get a full burn and to get, you know, just kind of proper velocity and stuff like that in order to be really effective out to distance. Now, I just finished telling you I didn't have any problem getting impacts um, on, a, on a plate out at 1300 yards with it so it's not an issue being short but i think i would prefer it being a 20 inch barrel instead of an 18 just that two extra inches it still makes it um you know considerably shorter than a lot of our competition guns are running 
24, 26, 28 inch barrels, you know, and then a suppressor on top of that, these long sticks. It's still completely compact, still got the side folder. You can still fit it down in a, in a good hunting pack. You know, that two inches of, of more barrel might add another half pound to the weight of the rifle. It's not, it's not going to do much, but it would give you, um, you know, a decent amount more feet per second on your velocity. It gets you up comfortably into the 2700 plus feet per second, maybe 28 if you put a suppressor on it as well. So I think my two main downsides with the rifle is the 18 inch barrel. I'd like to have 20 and the trigger. Um, it's not horrible. It's just, I feel like with what's available out there and, uh, and everything, I just think it, it could have been, could have been a little better, you know, adjustable to more easily adjustable to lighter weight and, and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, this is again this is a long-term review i've had it for quite a while i've been using it consistently it's a great rifle uh it it is it has become the one that is sitting up in the corner of my my man cave over here with the suppressor on it like ready to go i can slap my i can slap my thermal or my you know my night vision clip on right onto the front and i can you know schwack a coyote or something that happens to run through the backyard at night um, it, it just, I can hunt with it. I can compete with it potentially. Um, I, it's really good. I, I don't know what else to say about it, guys. I, I'm overall, I'm very impressed with it. And you know, I'm not, I paid for that gun myself. I paid my money for it. Like I'm not getting paid from SIG or anything like that. They don't sponsor the channel or, or any of that kind of silliness. Like I, I really do like it. I think it's money well spent. Um, this new PRS version of it that just came out looks pretty intriguing. I don't have any experience with that yet. I don't think I'll buy that one um, because I don't see myself switching to that for a precision rifle series type of competition um, rifle. I'll just keep, you know, I'll keep my terminus action, my custom, my cup, my custom gun uh, for running uh, for running matches. I just don't think I would switch, even though it might be great, you know. But that PRS version is up again. It's around the production class pricing. So I'm like, I don't know. I think I'd rather go with the GA Precision or Masterpiece Arms production class rifles than something from SIG since they're just kind of getting their feet wet in this game. Um, <clears throat> so I, I've been, I think I'm, you know, that's about it, I guess. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast. I just wanted to give you kind of my, my findings, my final update on the SIG cross before I kind of stop talking about it because I've talked about it, you know, a number of times I've posted Instagram reels on it. I've done videos about it already. Um, good rifle. If I had to, if I had to rate it from a one to 10, 10 being the best possible precision rifle, uh, that a guy could own, uh, buy an off the shelf factory rifle that is, uh, I'd give it a eight and a half. I think it just checks so many boxes that most guys need for uh, a do-it-all um, crossover type precision rifle. Um, that's it. I'd give it an eight and a half out of ten. I think that's saying something. Uh, you know, when you compare it to uh, you know like some Tikas and things like that that are solid, you know, store-bought precision rifles. Um, 
I think I think Sig knocked it out of the park with this. And so now, if they, it sounds like they're going to be partnering with Proof to do uh, to do prefit barrels um, that can be swapped, you know, by the customer. Uh, if that all works out, now that would be a game changer. I would rate it even higher then, in my opinion. Um, not that the Sig barrel is is bad. It's not, but you know, you're going to get a lot higher quality control barrel from Proof than from mass produced from SIG most likely. So there you have it guys. That That's all I got for my kind of long-term final review of the SIG Cross bolt action, the 18 inch in 6.5 Creedmoor. Uh, I will probably still be posting a video where I'd go out to the range with it and shoot final groups just uh, as a shorter form video for the YouTube channel. But I did want to get this out, you know, up on here as podcast form. So audio and start doing some of the, the video when I do podcasting with this three camera setup that I have now, <laughs> um, trying to do the switching. So you guys can let me know in the comments below if you like the, the three cameras and if it just kind of, you know, um, adds a little something to a video podcast setup. So guys, thanks for listening and watching today. If you haven't already subscribe, follow, do all those kinds of things. Stay tuned for more great videos from precision rifle network. Thanks guys.